That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Get Valiant, number 180. Hi. The big Absolutely. 180. The big 180. <laughs> and we got ourselves a special guest here today, guys. If you can't see the man, he's in your top right corner on your screens. Josh from A Sound of Thunder. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. Welcome. Our pleasure. Long, long time Very listener, happy. first time guest. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, like dear Abby, long-time listener, first-time caller. So <laughs> yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking a little uh, Rye number 10, the uh, closeout of Rye, maybe. Um, pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, dude, happy to have you on, Josh. Uh, Eric, good to see you. Joshua, good to see you. How's everybody? Sweet. You had a really cool something come in Just today, hanging out. Week, Joshua. What was that? Yeah, so, you know, one of the nice things about having Joshua Sound of Thunder on is that I also received my Kickstarter package from A Sound of Thunder for last year's Kickstarter that they ran. Um, and I had t- totally forgotten about what it was that I actually had signed up for. And lo and behold, a giant box showed up at my house. And a really <laughs> nice box, too. Like, you guys had all your graphics printed on it. It was pretty top-notch packaging. <laughs> but I wanted to show off a couple of the things on here because uh, one of the nice things about it was I needed all their variants. And they had a package that had all the variants that they had done. So, for instance, I don't know how well these will show up, but the uh, the old Killers Iron Maiden cover homage for Punk Mambo. Dig it. Very nice. That's such a great have- cover. Um, that was, um, Margaret Thatcher originally and it's the uh, single, huh? Yeah. It's from, um, Sanctuary. So the monster under Punk Mambo in the original is Margaret Thatcher. I have, I have the single up in a closet somewhere. It's been a long time since I've, uh, had it out though. Um, Wrath of the Eternal Warrior. Uh, and all these books were signed by the band, which is awesome. The Book of Death variant. Also love that cover a ton. um, Another Iron Maiden one. Nice. I love the old trade dress, personally. So great. Agreed. That was a sticking point. We're not a sticking point. I mean, they agreed to it, but that was part of the deal. Like, I didn't want to do it unless we could get the the classic trade dress. I don't think you did both. Yeah. Well, I it was kind of cool because I know when Bloodshot launched again, uh, there was a couple variants that had the old trade dress for that one too, with the JVR. Now, the question is, since we're on the cover of the new Rye variant, does that mean that a Sound of Thunder is canon in the Valiant universe? And if so, so, I, I assume this is like your first cover appearance, you know, so speculators should be eating that up. <laughs> and if so, does that mean Valiant Entertainment now owns the rights to our likenesses? Oh, well, I don't know. What, what was the contract? What did that look like? <laughs> no contract. Was it signed? Pretty sure they own me now. Signed <laughs> what? That's it. It was just what blank piece of paper signed in blood. Yeah. Well, I have to actually thank uh, Robert Myers was the one that okayed the last one. He was probably and he was like, "Let's do it. Go for it." That was the contract. Was go for it. Oh, I love Robert. That's great. The best. So, 
you know, being like a value collector, like this was like a really awesome thing to put my money on, you know, because there's so much stuff here with a valiant theme. I mean, we, we know you, you're part of the community. I mean, I've just been trying to support you and I'm glad I got to do it on this one, but like, seriously, so much cool stuff with this package. I mean, you guys do the, <laughs> the Dr. Mirage CD for second lives, really nice art on there. A CD of Rye. But the coolest thing, as I was telling this to Josh earlier, is the Flexi for Rye with the song that, that Dan Abnett wrote for you guys. Yep. So how did that come about? Like, did you guys just approach Dan and he was just totally cool about it? Well, yeah, um, we had to go through um, Valiant because I didn't have Dan's contact info. And um, so Lisa Hawkins set that up for us and the editor on the book. And um, the cool thing about it was that, you know, to, first of all, I'm, I've been reading Dan Abnett's stuff for a long time. So to me, he was like somebody I might not even be able to get in touch with or have a conversation with. Um, but we figured we'd ask him and I asked him, I didn't want to put work on him. And also we weren't going to pay him, <laughs> but I didn't want to, I didn't want to ask him to do a bunch of work for free, but I was like, Hey, we're doing this song. And would you like to contribute a couple lines? you know, just to help them, you know, at least offer to let him be a part of it. And I, you know, I thought maybe he'd give us a couple lines that we could work in because our singer Nina had lyrics already. And just the first response from Dan was a full set of lyrics for the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he was totally into it. And uh, we have gone back and forth a bunch since then. And he's, he's super nice, very musical. I found out right away, he's a big Rush fan. And so he appreciated that the song was kind of proggy. I should probably thank our drummer for insisting that we throw the proggy drum and bass breakdown into the middle of the song. And maybe that's what caught, caught Dan's ear, but yeah, he was just, he was just totally into it right off the bat and sent us way more than we asked for. And we, we ended up using pretty much everything there were a couple places where nina really likes to rhyme and dan hadn't hadn't rhymed stuff so we just changed a couple little things around to make it rhyme that was all we changed was the lyrics are 99 percent dan hmm. very cool That's awesome. yeah well and, and then also on the chat everybody uh you had a chance to win some of those items that josh just showed um from a sound of thunder thank you to josh um and um yeah make sure you comment down below we got your names we're gonna pull them out and one person's gonna win some uh rye variants and uh rye cd and it's gonna be pretty uh pretty darn cool so make sure you're putting that in and then and josh i wanted to ask i mean how you got into valiant i mean correlating your band and your comic love how did that come out come about for you well i'm so i'm 41 now so i when i was in my original comic reading period it was around 92 to 95 um and i was mostly a marvel reader and i'm just uh i just missed the shooter era although honestly i was so young that the quality of those comics pretty would have been lost on me anyway at the time um and i was a i was a typical kid of the era reading wizard and so i think wizard is what pushed me into into trying out valiant and um I, I had a bunch, I went through my childhood collection recently and I had a bunch of Valiants in there, but the one that I remember that really stuck with me was Shadow Man. Um, I never forgot the Blood Runners story. Mm -hmm. um, it just really struck me as, especially compared to the Marvel stuff I was reading, it was just 
kind of gnarly and and violent and bloody and um, there was something about the coloring that I really loved. That watercolor look um, really stuck out in my mind. And then um, the fact that Jack was a musician and hung out in jazz clubs, I thought was so cool. So I kind of credit the Shadow Man comics with piquing my interest in becoming a musician. Um, but I was already there was already a connection in my mind. The reason I started listening to metal in the first place is because I was so positive that the song Iron Man just had to be about Iron Man. <laughs> so, I was trying to make it work in my brain. I was like, Tony Stark's not really from the future, but his boots aren't made out of lead. But it's got to be. There's got to be a connection. <laughs> I I dig that. I dig that. And then some of our our, our followers, Scott Bloom's here. He's he he he's asking some questions about <laughs> what is Parallel Eternity about. Um, so well, sounds like he's following you on Bandcamp. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Parallel Eternity is a line from our songs, our song Time's Arrow, and um, we use it as the title for our 10th anniversary collection uh, because the 10th anniversary collection is um, it's one new 13-minute song, super long song, and then it's a collection of at least one song from all of our other releases to celebrate our 10th anniversary. But they're different versions. They're all orchestral, so it's the band plus a full full orchestration. So it's kind of like alternate versions from an alternate timeline or a parallel eternity, if you will. So did you guys re-record all the instruments or did you take the original recordings and add orchestration? We re-recorded some of them because um, we've done most of everything with the same producer and we so we had all the multi-tracks. But nice. the, the early stuff we had done differently, way differently. So we completely re-recorded the early ones to make everything consistent. And then we went back and uh, most of the guitar solos are new. Uh, I just completely redid them, different phrasing and completely different solos. And then um, we had we have a lot of vocal harmonies. So that in the mix allows you to move things around where like sometimes the, the harmony that's that's mixed off to the side or mixed off low, you can bring it in and make it a new lead and it sounds different. So um, they're, um, even though they're original tracks in most cases, it's they're very different versions. So I guess the thing that really stood out to me is that you did different guitar solos. Like, did is that just from a matter of like playing the songs over time, or did you sit down and just rewrite all new? Um, no, so it was um, mostly just from a desire to make it more different, so it'd be better for for fans. Um, but also, I I don't usually play them the same way live. You know, I like to, um, I don't know if you guys know Blue Oyster Cult, but that guy's, the guitarist from Blue Oyster Cult is one of my favorite guitarists. His name's Buck Dharma. And he says, uh, has a quote, um, I can't remember it exactly, but it's basically like, you don't take the same road to work every morning. You want to take a different route to work. Eventually you get where you're going. You get to the same place and you get there on time, but it's more interesting to take a different route. So for me, it's more fun to play them, play them differently and improvise when we do them live and Based off of that, I just kind of went in and, and ripped new solos for the old songs. That's impressive to me. As somebody who played music for a really long time, like um, I know how difficult it can be to do exactly what you're talking about, like take a different road to work. Um, so, and being able to sit down and, and take stuff that you've probably heard a billion times and you know re-record something new over it, that's, that's awesome. And like you said, for the fans, it's great because they get something new off of this new recording. 
Thank you. And hopefully some of them are better because I did some of them a long time ago. So theoretically, I should be better now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. And so, so where did it come about so, to uh, to really get in to do the Kickstarters? I know, uh, was it the uh, Tales of the Dead side? Was that the first one? or? Yeah, that was the first one. Um, I've always um, gone to Comic-Cons when I can, and our singer Nina is a comics fan as well. Um, and I had, I've been following Valiant since 2012 when they started back up again. I've had, I've had everything they put out in my pull list nonstop since 2012. And the band was going pretty good by 2013. So Nina and I were at Baltimore Comic-Con and we literally just like off the top of our heads kind of were like, hey, let's go talk to Valiant. And we had some CDs with us. We gave, I think it was Adam. We gave Adam the CDs and we were just like, hey, we'd like to do something with you guys thinking they would probably say no because we didn't have really have any achievements under our belt yet at that time. But I think they were young and looking to, you know, get their name out there as much as possible and um, credit to them for being really open to it. But like they emailed us back the next week and we're like, yeah, let's do something. What do you guys want to do? And then it went back to shadow man. Like I told you, like I grew up on shadow man. That was my, my favorite and most memorable connection with old Valiant made sense to us that musically we could do something like that i think about the dead side and new orleans blues jazz connection so it made me think of something sabbathy you know real dark um yeah and it just kind of came together naturally and very quickly from there it seems like a good pairing yeah. I, I wanted it to ooze to ooze New Orleans, you know, which is a tough because I'm not from there and maybe it doesn't fully ooze New Orleans, but we did our best to kind of make it, make it jazzy and bluesy and, and, and dark and heavy. Awesome. Well, and then looking at, at Valiant lately, uh, what, what have you been enjoying lately? What have you been looking forward and which one of these new books that's coming next year? Are you, uh, most excited for well shadow man is coming back so obviously <laughs> i'm question. super excited about that uh, i am a big valiant booster um i think i'm i fall in eric's camp where i'm like i don't think i'm a shill i think i, I legitimately and am, am enjoying all of this stuff maybe we're just maybe we're just positive people um but like for instance i really dug forgotten queen i know i'm you know maybe i'm alone on that but I really dug that one. Love the art and the story. Um, I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I've liked um, a lot of the new stuff. Um, you know, I think there was a disruption there, and maybe multiple disruptions between a couple of couple of head editors and a global pandemic. Um, and uh, as I was telling you guys before we went live here, I think Rye is up there with their strongest ongoings they've ever had. To me, um, you know, maybe we'll we'll dig into it more in the just discussion on the issue, but there's just like really cool themes they're exploring or the Dan's exploring in that book. Um, and it's, it's much more than a superhero book. There's just a lot of, a lot of great sci-fi and just human, human nature being explored. Um, so love Rye. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm enjoying everything to some degree, but Rye is really more like my flavor. Yeah, I you know I feel like that's kind of how we are too. Where, you know, we wouldn't do this if we didn't enjoy it. If we didn't enjoy the product every month, you know, if we were just like, 
all this, all these books suck. We hate everything. We hate the direction. We'll see you next week. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and I think it's good that you you like a lot of things, right? I mean, and it's it's always you know I've I've always said if you if you like it or don't like it, you're still right. It's your your opinion, and I feel yeah. like so many people want to be right, and yeah, you're always right, but doesn't mean that somebody else is not right because of their opinion, and so, but but majority of it has been good. You know, there's some things that you know we've talked about on the show. Um, but I, I enjoy that people are digging it. That makes me happy. Even if I'm not digging it, I enjoy somebody else. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I'm, they're they're clearly trying some different things. Yeah. Which I know irks some people. But my thing is like nobody can ever take the old comics away from you. You can always go back and reread them. Mm -hmm. and I, I don't mind that they're trying yeah. new stuff. You know, it's not if they if every single thing was my favorite thing ever. That would be pretty weird. Like, <laughs> either they'd be way too they'd be way too focused, and I just happen to be uh, in that target audience, or they'd be magical. Yeah. I would love to be that person that everything's your favorite thing, though, because that would just be awesome to have that like elation every time. Like, that would be kind of fun. So. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Dinesh ever said this publicly, but um, you guys might appreciate this. We, Nina and I went to the um, the licensing expo in Las Vegas and and met up with the Valiant guys out there in like 2014, 2015. Um, but I was at the bar with Dinesh just complimenting him on the books. And he just said to me, you know what, man, all we're trying to do is hit singles. You know, mm -hmm. it's not about trying to hit a home run every time. We're just trying to hit singles. And I think that the new regime at Valiant has been hitting singles and, or better sometimes. But I think they're doing just fine. Yeah, that, that's a great um, analogy to it of what you yeah. want. I mean, if you can be consistent, get up there and have a good batting average, you know, eventually you're not going out of the park when you connect just right. But if that's not necessarily what you're doing, I mean, if you really ever played baseball, you understand that. And I think that's a great analogy. So thank you for sharing that one. I like that. So. It, but and then another question, going back to the band in the comics, are they yeah, also valued fans or have I, they been from you? How, how does that work getting the rest of the band to get behind you on uh, Valiant? Um, well, Nina was into it because she's a comics fan. Um, because uh, Even though she, she wasn't really familiar with Valiant before we started. But then what happened is once we started the project, every single person at Valiant has been so cool to us that it was super easy. You know, we went to New York. We met Russ came to one of our shows and bought us knishes at like a... 150 year old uh restaurant in new york um russ is the the head of the licensing um and um you know they've just all been very helpful very kind um patient <laughs> um because they put up with us getting the kickstarter for the first one done was interesting because i think they were a little hesitant that a kickstarter might look bad but eventually they, they let us do it and it worked out great and there's never been a problem on the, the subsequent ones. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I get to, um, uh, I write most of the music, so I have a, a good amount of say if I'm like, okay, I, I can write, I can come up with, you know, ideas for 10 songs about Shadow Man. Um, and then everybody else pitches in ideas too, but usually I come up with the main building blocks. Um, 
So uh, it wasn't it wasn't hard to get them to go along with it. You know, they all we all legitimately thought it was a good idea. Um, although we, I still in the back of my mind think like commercially we might have wasted an opportunity to do a bunch of um, melodic commercial songs. Like we're we're gonna reach the valiant fans. It's a first time exposing ourselves to new people. We should probably do a bunch of like short, simple songs, right? But Shadow Man did not demand <laughs> short, simple songs. Shadow Man needed to be dense and off-putting at points. <laughs> An epic. Yeah, well, that was the goal, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, there was a book that came out this week too. Uh, was there was a book um, written by the fantastic Dan Abnett, color or uh, drawn by Juan Jose Rip, and um, the colors by uh, the Doug Braithwaite, who's been killing it. Um, so amazing creative team. They've been on all of it for this rye, which I love that we're getting 10 books from that same creative team set together. Um, yeah, beautiful piece to it. So. I, this book has been. <laughs> That's a spoiler alert, Eric. Had... Oh, man. Still doing that to you? Slow down. I don't. I didn't even see it coming, and that's the worst part about it. Like, I should have seen it coming. Who's in, wait, hold on. Who's in charge of the spoiler alert button? No idea. Well, it's clearly not me. I can't point. Is it? I don't is know it, where my fingers are going. Is it John? John. Okay. <laughs> Can somebody somebody spoiler alert John? Because I think the colorist is Andrew Dollhouse, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, what did I? What did I say? I you said Doug Braithwaite. Oh yeah, wow! You said I Doug totally. Braithwaite. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, I was gonna... that's on me. My bad. Fantastic Andrew Dollhouse, who's been on it from the beginning. He's been coloring a bunch of stuff like Bloodshot. Um, Andrew Dollhouse. Um, yes, Andrew Dollhouse. Yeah, he colored they, our, our Rye variant, too. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. He's a great, great colorist. Um, and I think that this book just looks so, so good. The interiors are... Totally agree. And Andrew, Andrew's unique because he uses like a ton of whites in his colors which I don't always dig on superhero stuff, but his stuff is so bright and it has just a certain feel to it because of all the whites that he made. It's like he created his own world for 4002. Uh, I really enjoyed his colors on the whole series. I really noticed a big difference between the colors with the, the different scenes. Like when we were with um, Spylock, we had a different palette. And I think that it helped to kind of separate um, what was going on with... Um, you know, Rai and Raijin versus what was going on with Bloodfather and Spylock and the uh, um, Cortunga or whatever their name is. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's awesome. I, so anybody else, when you're reading him, um, Cortunga, uh, what's his name? Put, Ortaka. Put it down there. Ortaka. Ortaka. Do, you, do you find yourself saying a bunch of different curse words where there's all the different asterisks and everything oh, else there? That's Just absolutely like, what it is. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think I read it and I like. Okay, which one sounds best? What 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 do I want? Do what what son of a bitch do I want to put here? Or mother? <laughs> I love it. Can we start lobbying for the Ortaka miniseries yet? Because I'm down. I'm on board. 
I'm 100% Already. on board. Ooh, Sign a Sound up. of Thunder or Taka CD album. That would be great. Oh, I would totally do at least a single. Yeah. They'll do it. Ever yeah. since he put that tusk through that guy's face in issue one. That was one of the best scenes. I, I we, we dig that. We dug that scene for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a great yes. character. And I, I like, this is such a great book. Like, um, while I was reading it, that fight scene at the beginning was just so intense, but um, it it lasted so long. I was honestly thinking, like, this is using up so many pages. How in the world is yes. this book gonna do anything okay. else? Like, how are we gonna get anything else out of this issue? I and then it all happened. Everything. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be the longest that they've devoted a fight scene to, and the, the most pages they devoted to a single fight scene in the whole run, right? Right. The only so. thing that I can think of that compares to that as far as like allowing that much breathing room is when they did that Ninjak Silent issue, you know, because then the art had all that breathing room and it was just like art telling a story. But this wasn't even a, a silent issue story like that. This was just that one fight scene, that sword fight between, um, oh, my God, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Fusion. Yes. Fusion and Rai. Um that was just so that was epic but then yeah everything else happened in this issue um i was oh yeah i love that kick awesome. and then panel two in the top right i love it yeah yeah and the like the red the blood explosion yeah absolutely <laughs> um but it uh Honestly, the moment when um, they cut off the connection with Bloodfather, um, obviously we're going into spoilers as I was spoiler alerted earlier. Um, when they cut off the connection with Bloodfather and Spylock was saying that, you know, Ray is just gone, I audibly was like, oh, because <laughs> I'm, I'm such a huge Bloodshot nerd that, like, I couldn't, I, I, I didn't want to deal with that. And then at the end, he comes back in that, um, in Alice's body. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I'm, that I don't know. Yeah, I, thought, I thought they were setting up another quest for like the next volume where, you know, they'd have to go find the pieces of Bloodshot now. Yeah, I thought that it would be a, like he could show up maybe later kind of thing. I did not expect him to to pop right back up like that. Yeah. Yeah, my, my thought with that. Go for it, Josh. Sorry. Oh, I, I was just going to say real quick. I thought this issue just had so many moments where there were like so many like, oh, shit moments, I guess is really how I'd put it. Whereas like there would be something that would happen and I'd just be like, wow, that's, that's really amazing. Holy shit. You know, like, that's cool. And then something else would kind of happen. And I don't really feel like that a lot with Valiant's books. Like I usually feel like the payoff happens once. It's good. And, that, and, that, and then you just move on from there. But there was just a lot of things going on. I don't want to get... I don't want to talk about the end just yet, but definitely Alice becoming bloodshot. Um, everything going on with Rye and Fusion. Um, it, there was just it was just really cool. I mean, there, it was just really. I feel like a veteran writer does that, where they know how to move the pieces around properly, uh, give everything its own space. I don't know, like if I've read anything from Valiant where it has this kind of approach to it. I really um, appreciated that Dan made me care about Alice, you know, 
previously in issues eight and nine. Like I immediately, well, when she came back and um, when the dark was coming after them, like after she was humanized, I immediately cared about Alice and, and thought that was a, a cool character. So I'm glad she's not dead. Yeah, I, I dig that she's not dead. Um, and then that Alice becomes bloodshot. So my question is, does does that mean the nanites are with her now? Like, where are those at? Or is it just the consciousness of Ray Garrison in her? Um, so I guess there's plenty of questions to be asked for something that were to, if something were to continue. So I, my understanding of what's going on, and I hope that this is correct, is that she had a form of Bloodfather's nanites in her, and Ray's consciousness has taken over the collective of those nanites. And because they're so advanced and self-replicating, I think that Ray's consciousness is going to be able to fill up her body and make her into this new bloodshot. And that is so exciting to me. Like, I know what's, what's going to happen is she's got a little bit of nanites and she's just going to go around collecting more, just like bloodshot reborn. You know, that's just what's going to be. She's going to get a job in a motel, do some heroin. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> do they still have heroin in 4002, though? I hope. We'll find out. I really hope they do. People, it's just a better place. I mean, I feel like... It's not limited if they don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that um, it sets up yet another um, uh, juxtaposition of humanity versus robot or positron or nanite mm. or whatever, you know? You had you had Ray inside of Bloodfather. Now you've got Ray or Bloodshot inside of Alice Klein. You yeah. know, it just kind of mirrors like Raijin and Rai and all these other uh, great characters in the series. No, that's I totally agree with what you were talking about with like the humanity of this story. Um, I think using these positronic characters to tell a story that has such deep humanity to it. I don't know. That's a huge feat to me. Um, oh, 41st Century I like Unity. I Blood Alice. That's, that's good. Blood Alice. I'm down for it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. But I, I, this is such a human story, and that's part of why I cared so much about Alice is because she was um, kind of being made into that outcast just for being organic. And, um, oh, yeah, there's so much depth to this story um yeah there's so much oh, interesting yeah, stuff that's been set up they have to finish it <laughs> and, and that says to this whole series is how good it's been to read you know just each page has really been very entertaining and it, it makes you almost want to go from page to page to page um it's never been necessarily a task to read this book um and that's mm -hmm. what i really appreciate this book i felt like uh, Josh had mentioned earlier the pacing on it. Love the pacing. Um, I think Todd even mentions the pacing. Yep, right there. And it's been a beautiful paced book all the way around. Um, you know, number two is probably, again, we've talked about it, one of our favorite issues that's came out in a while. That was a beautiful issue. And it, it continued well. And the last page was the, the great surprise. And um, mm -hmm. That that made me uh, excited because March hasn't necessarily been uh, announced on what's coming out in March yet. So. Yeah, are we giving are that we giving up the spoiler? You know, um, I think that. <laughs>
I'll take the blame for that one. I said that. <laughs> I think that Hoosier actually called this, or somebody did. Maybe somebody in the comment section called this. I'm not smart enough for that. I think somebody funny. did. Somebody did. I don't remember who it was. And if you're in the comment, if it was Scott, um, I think it was Scott. It could have been Scott or it was uh, Sean Hayes, maybe. Um, but somebody totally called this um, months ago that the dark was actually the dark. Yeah, it was Scott. Yeah. 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 Well, that, was a, that was a beautiful call out. Yeah. And it's great, you know, because that's something that we definitely have missed with, I think, the 4001, 4002 timeline is that supernatural feel. And. We haven't had a lot of dark with with uh, VEI yet, so I mean, I hope that he's had more adventures. I hope he's had more stuff to like terrorize people with since like getting turned into a tree or whatever it is he is in the pages of Ninjak. You know, I want to know what so, his I want to yeah. know what his new motivations are going to be in this because in the first Shadow in Justin Jordan's Shadow Man run, Dark's goal is to destroy all life. Yeah. So now. The fact that Dark's aligned with the organic creatures versus the robots seems like a big change. But I don't think there's been a definitive run establishing like what Dark's deal is yet. So I, I'm cool with them changing stuff. Well, and what's the so, connection with Bloodshot when he went through the dead side to kill somebody in order to save um, during Lemire's run? Do you remember when he moved up to 4001, 4002 and he had to come in and kill somebody? in order to save uh, his daughter. You have to refresh my memory on that. Yeah. That yeah, was been a while. But that was a long time ago, man. Uh, I'm just, just, I would love the continuity somewhere to match up like that. I mean, that's doesn't have to, but it's kind of fun but when it does. Think, I don't think Dark had anything to do with that. That was No, that was uh it was still dead side. Sure. Yeah. Um but what I was going to say is, to me, it makes sense that Dark is going to say, like, I get my power from the organic, like, from the... Because it seems like he's disembodied now, and he's drawing power out of um, unifying organic organic force, you know? And um, so it, it would make sense to me that he's trying to get rid of all the technology that's taking over the world because he wants to still be able to exist and harvest his energy from organics and, and then further his plot. And if he's able to like re-manifest himself into a physical body to where he doesn't need to do that anymore, he'll probably go straight back to trying to kill everything. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't considered maybe he doesn't have a body. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if, if you know, humans create technology, you know, and that might be the way he looks at it. And, you know, if he can get rid of all the technology first, then he can take care of the humans that put it forth. Because that stuff lasts forever, whereas, you know, human life doesn't. So maybe he just sees it as, like, something that's, you know, a bigger threat than just normal humans. Also, it was just really nice to see that connection to the wider Valiant universe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anytime oh. that happens, I appreciate it. Absolutely, yes. and, and one of the connections I hope that we get is more Eternal Warrior and more of the uh, the new Geomancer in there. I felt like they uh, they had a good little spot in this book and in Fallen World, and I hope we get to see more of them down the road too. So now, so correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Galad gray haired in Fallen World? 
He was, but they kind of connected it that the world was rejuvenating with the Geomancer, causing okay. him to be younger within that. So again, good dad, Dan Abnett writing where you, you ask that question, you see that, and be like, okay, what the crap? Uh, Glad is young again. What What's going on? And they did. He actually explained that. I believe his issue like, uh, was that four? Yeah, Three or four? Up in four. Yeah. 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 And, they, and they do kind of explain that, how like, Nope, Geomancer's on Earth now, and it's it's definitely uh, having him heal himself. So that makes sense. Yeah, I love anytime he shows up. I we think that he's such a great character, whether no matter what time it is, because he's such a timeless character. He's just awesome every time he shows up. And Dan Abnett has written him so well. Um, yeah, I definitely want to see more four thousand two Eternal Warrior. The Geomancer. Um, I think I just want more Dan Abnett in the Valiant Universe. I think it would be great for him to um, be able to uh, play in the sandbox, as it were, and and you know pick up more of the toys. And you know, I know that we're getting an expansion of the universe with a lot of new talent, but I think that he's somebody that has a lot left to say. Yeah, I'm torn between like enjoying the fact that they're they're trying new stuff with a bunch of different writers and different styles and mm -hmm. genres and then the other part of me that's like just let dan abnett jonathan hickman the entire line yes oh my god yes you know I would, at the very least four thousand the four thousand era right? give him, like, yeah give him yeah. four thousand two and let him let him you know be in charge of that world at least yeah that would that would be a beautiful plan i'm i'm sold done yeah, because I love this world. I don't. Ju I don't just love the characters. I love the world that they've set up. And all credit to Kent because Kent set up a lot of cool ideas too. Um, but I love what Dan Abnett's done with them and the new things he's added. And I want to be even if it's another series focused on a different character. I would love to stay in that world. That's what I was thinking. If you could take and and have him do a, a one other um, series or have him do you know, a Galad series set in the future or whatever. Um, he did Fallen World so, so well, where it felt like he was able to put the context of this entire planet into that book. Um, the, there are so many directions he could go. I just, yeah, I would be so on board with that. Like, I think that he set up so much stuff that there's no way to get to in one book, you know? So I think that um, giving him an opportunity to do more like that would be amazing. Um, yeah. Or I hope so. I keep the, I hope they keep it going because I mean, as of now that he's 15 issues in and it's like, really like he's building an epic, you know, I, I hope that he gets to finish it. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, so uh, to me, like, this is such a strong book. Um, the writing is obviously as we've been gushing over is extremely solid. Um, the art, I don't know how you would make it better. Um, to me, this is just, I was really worried, like I said at the beginning when we started talking about this, with that huge long fight scene, that this issue was going to feel rushed with anything else happening in it and that it was going to be truncated. But it came together so, so well, and it was such a phenomenal reading experience. To me, this is like, I mean, this is an easy 4.5 out of 5 if not 4.75 out of 5 for me. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with all that. I think it's a 4.5 easily. Um, you know, I like, I just think that 
I'm not an intelligent enough reader, where I didn't see everything coming. So Scott's definitely better than me on that one. (laughs) But I mean, I'm glad, you know, like there was just things that um, they still hit me as like a surprise. So it was great to see the things that happened with Alice. It was great to see Dark uh, kind of show up at the end, like his, you know, his voice. Um, I just hope with this, I get that they can't keep publishing because sometimes the numbers drop to a point where they can't keep doing it. I just hope the layoff isn't that long. Don't make us wait a year. Um, let's get this. Let's get Ryan back out there. Like in I, th- I think um, he set it up wisely that if the numbers don't bear out to continue as Rye, like maybe they could continue it as Bloodshot four thousand two, or some kind of big event. Maybe even right. a dark dark four thousand two. You know, if dark's there, is there a Shadow Man? Yeah. You know? Um I I kind of expect an event for the next the next chapter rather than uh jumping back into Rye eleven. Yeah. I'm on Joshua, board. what did you score it? Did you give it a score, Joshua? Me? Uh, uh either one. I gave it I gave it a four point five. Four point five, four point five. What about you, Josh? What are you, what are you thinking on it? I am not accustomed to rating comics in this fashion. Um, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't yeah, I will do it now. Um, man, I don't know. I was. I had the same. If you give it a little score, I'm just gonna tell you. No. Yeah. Well, I had to read it through the water, the watermark, so it's hard to score the art. Um, there was now somebody said there was a little bit of fill-in art in this issue. Is that right? At the, I think at the back of it, it had a little bit of fill-in. I saw like one face though. I was like, that face doesn't look like Reap. Yeah. Um, so anytime there's a need for a fill-in, I'll deduct a little bit. But I mean, it's hard because it's a it, it's a chapter where they um, they give you a bunch of new stuff and then leave you hanging. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm getting fine with giving it a four point five. Um, the fight scene was great. I I wanted more. I thought I coming into this issue thinking that this might be the end of the run. I was like. Are they going to try and wrap it up? Like, there's no way they could have without it being incredibly rushed. Yeah. Um, but what I really, what I really want out of it long term is like, I want a, I want a resolution of Rai and Rai Jin, and who's more human, you know? Because I love the way they've set that up. Rai says he's got to kill Rai Jin at the end. <laughs> Rai Jin, even though he's completely synthetic, seems way more human than Rai, who's half human. Um, that's the stuff I really craving to dig into more and, and come to some kind of conclusion. Um, but um, we're not going to get it yet, apparently. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be satisfied with a great, a great fight scene and um, some definitely some cool themes with uh, fusion and um, newer being kind of racist against people, humans. Um, so yeah, I'm totally happy to give it a 4.5. That's awesome. And I mean, I think, you know, coming at the end of all this, I'm saying everything you guys are saying and agreeing with you. Um, But I'm also going to look at the bigger picture with this story too, uh, from Fallen World all the way to where we're at now. And even if you go back to the Rye and 4001 AD, uh, that whole series, this has been a smooth book, uh, the the tale of Rye within, uh, since, you know, since Matt Kent launched Rye, you know, when he did with uh, Clayton Crane. It has been beautiful. It's been great. Uh, 4.5 all the way around, too, with me. I think it was one of the first time that we've all agreed exact same score on something. Um, but 
and it's exciting. I almost want to give it a little bit more just because I was saddened when they kept calling it the finale of it, the finale of it. I thought we were going to get this book ending at 10 and I was hoping and praying and crossing my fingers because I was liking it so much that we'd have more. And so that almost makes me want to just jump up to a five, but realistically 4.5 is awesome. In my, um, yeah. in my rereading today, I noticed a line and it was maybe Ryan number one. It was real early in the run, a line from Lula where she says, we've only got a few months, maybe a year. And I was wondering if that was Dan, like inserting a little of his own commentary on, on the run. Sure. I would like it if there was some little hints like that of things like that, but yeah. No. And I mean, time is finite, you know, and there's, there's only so much time to, uh, to put into a book. Um, obviously he's got a, a lot of other projects that he works on as well. And, you know, unfortunately, even the greatest of things can't last forever. So, you know, we may not be giving another ride book right away, but I do hope it comes back. And if Dan Abnett is involved with it, I'll definitely be stoked. Yeah, I will. I will be there for it, hundred percent. And hats off to, to to Lisa Hawkins for putting this book together, putting the creative team together. I think she did a really good job of uh, hearing this pitch and running with it. Um, this kind of, you know goes back to when I saw her at Rose City Comic Con like three years ago and she had told me she's like, I got a really good writer for Rye. You know, <laughs> but she like wouldn't say it, but she was so pumped up and amped for it that like I see why I see where she was saying and she was like the story's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. Rye's coming back. And I was just like you know, so I, I, I wanna give hats off and, and applaud her for that. Um to to let Dan get in there and do his thing. Um and then just Putting the art team together that was there. Um, I hope I know uh, Rip is doing the uh, bad idea book coming up soon, Tankers. Um, but hopefully uh, he's still. I would love to see him still be doing this because uh, I feel like he's doing this like this world that we're in. Uh, great justice. So he's worked for yeah. Valiant for so long too. It would be kind of a shame if he doesn't come back to do some more work. Yeah, I'd like to see him finish it. I'm I'm hopeful that if he can't that whatever they decide to do will be cool because when I was reading Fallen World, I didn't have any inclination that like there was any problem with that. So if, if they can go from Polina to Reap and it was cool, I suppose it's possible they could go to somebody else and it'll still be just as cool. Yeah. yeah. I would totally agree. There are a lot of great artists that I think could do a really good job, but um, or Reap or bring back Lane Crane. Yeah. That or Jeff Darrow. <laughs> I would I mean, love we, that. We can list artists. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yes, and that's who they should get. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And then coming back, guys, uh, we have uh, Josh from the Sound of Thunder here. He's got a prize package to give away. Uh, we just need to make sure if you're on this that you're putting your comment in the comments so we can uh, throw your name in a hat and uh, watch him model the nice Shadow Man mug there. This is, this is not the prize. You can't have my mug. Not it. Uh, don't get it. It's one of those hundred uh, short boxes behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, hopefully people are uh, making their comments in the comment section and uh, are in the live chat and getting their name. So, in. Yeah. They've got a comment in order to get their name in for the drawing. Right. So if anybody's That's lurking, right. make a comment. If you're lurking, put your name in there. I got a couple names in here already. One, two, three, four. 
Got about eight names already here. Um, but, yeah, make sure you're doing that. And then uh, I know you guys are all over uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, a little bit of everything with uh, A Sound of Thunder. Yep. Yeah, um, we're at A-S-O-T Band on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you just put in A Sound of Thunder on Facebook, we come right up. And uh, we're at www.asoundofthunderband.com. And uh, if you're a cheap bastard, we're on Spotify. You can listen for free. <laughs> please, please don't. Unless you're not going to buy anything anyway, then you can listen for free. I don't care. <laughs> but go support. Go support. And what do you guys have for uh, like to purchase right now on the website? Well, we got everything. Um, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary, so we just put out a, the new album called Parallel Eternity, um, which comes with a big uh, deluxe comic book-sized um, uh, booklet, the lyrics and photos and everything. But for comics fans, our previous album is called It Was Metal, and that one actually comes with a graphic novel. Um, and we actually poached a bunch of talent from, uh, from Valiant that we met through Tales from the Dead Side to work on our own graphic novel. So that's an album of 10 songs. And then the graphic novel has a short story based on every song. That graphic novel's got Bob Hall, um, Ben Templesmith, Rafer Roberts. Oh, I'm gonna forget people. Barry Kitson. Um, apologies to the people I'm forgetting, um, but yeah, a bunch of great, uh, great people on the book. So if you're into music and comics, the It Was Metal graphic novel might be cool for you. That's awesome. Absolutely. Shadowing for the next ASOT and Valiant collab. Um, it will be something similar to what we did with Rye, I believe. Ooh. Yes, may may already be in the works. May I love it. <laughs> promising. Yes, may have to do with Iron Maiden again as well in some respect. And everyone's very surprised. Look, I mean. We all like series of things. When you have something cool, you want to keep the series going. So there may be another entry in a series. Fantastic. That's awesome. Very awesome. I think we'll all be for that. And then we need to figure out how to way to get a way to get a Sound of Thunder song into the Shadow Man remastered video game. Um, I think that would just be fantastic to have something of that album. Um, I'm actually in touch with with them. <laughs> Ooh, so, yeah. Yes. Uh, Russ put us in touch, that so it's possible. Awesome. It's possible. Oh yeah. wow! As well as the new amazing. Shadow Man game. Yes, that they are doing. I think they said there's about four different games in the works, and they uh, recently that's some of the news that happened with Valiant is that they uh, re-signed the uh, I believe it's the Blowfish game, or one of the game companies got re-signed for an extension. So there's some some things coming in the works. Yep, I've seen a uh, demo reel. It looks really super cool. Yeah. Oh. Well, hopefully that's sooner rather than later. And the sooner the yeah. better. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what the um, the horizon is on it, but it is VEI uh, Shadow Man. Oh, that's going to be awesome. sweet. Yeah. I think we'll score for that. All right. Well, everybody, last chance to get your name in there, and we can go from there. And I am going to grab a hat. And throw it in. And I'll throw it on the fedora. <laughs> Got to have it. You know oh, you man. like it, Josh. <laughs> All right. If everybody in last chance, here we go. Okay. Who's going to say to stop? 
And Josh should. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Oh, somebody's getting a handy homebrew wins. Handy homebrew. Go ahead and give us the message on uh, handy homebrew. I hope he's still here. I know he was in the chat earlier. Um, but we'll reach out to uh, handy homebrew that just won. And um, we'll make sure uh, make sure that you're either messaging me or, or um, and we'll get that done. I'll reach out to you and we'll get the address out. Get you your... Uh, your rye variants from uh, a sound of thunder. So congratulations. Um, I'm not sure who is that, who that is. There he is. There he is. Good. He made it. So appreciate you. You coming in here. So congratulations. Is handy is handy homebrew known to us? Um, he's been in here before we had the handy once before and, um, <laughs> nobody complained. I've had a few, and, uh, but we're hoping that he gets in here. So, uh, Handy Homebrew. I'm not sure the name of Handy Homebrew. Uh, I know we got some other ones that have been some fans for a long time, and uh, we appreciate uh, Handy coming in. Cool, yeah. cool to see new names. I'm used to knowing everybody's name. Uh, yeah, we get to more cons next year and meet the rest of these people. Oh man, I can't wait for cons. So I know I'm so so missing conventions right now. You're over on the East Coast, right? Yeah, Virginia. Virginia. So what yeah. what cons do you you frequent? Um, Baltimore every year is Baltimore Comic Con is my religion. I, I love that con, and I go to hunt back issues. That's a great back issue con. Um, and then uh, Awesome Con is a little more of a pop culture con, so I'm not as into it. And um, usually uh, Heroes Con. Awesome. Yeah. Heroes Con, Baltimore Con. Um, you have to make your way out here one time for Emerald City. We're trying to get Josh to come up from uh, the Twin Cities to uh, come this direction. Yeah, Eric. Eric. Well, Josh comes from the Salt Lake City, the other city. That yeah. other, the one other one. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we all got to meet up out there at some point. Let's do it. Baltimore, and I, I do want to go to Baltimore. Baltimore. A killer con. Yeah. I mean for comic lovers you know it's not the best for people that want to go get things signed by movie stars which i'm fine with but it's great yeah. for comics fans well that's that's why i've always liked going up to emerald city emerald city seems like a really good comic book fan convention yeah well yeah. and i think I real too, because i mean you got the it used to be the harveys the ringos right now well yeah it's um, also diamonds based in in yeah. baltimore yeah um but it's a great, great con for, and I get real snobby. I hate those movie people. I'm like that. That person probably doesn't even own a single long box. Get out of here, <laughs> movie scum. Just because you dressed up as Deadpool doesn't mean you know comic books. <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm such a gatekeeper. Yep. Terrible. We actually had Todd Lewis come out to Emerald City this year, and then uh, it happened. Everything happened that happened. But at least we got to go to the uh, media viewing of bloodshot in theaters just days before that closed oh, i heard uh, yeah so you the, the con didn't actually happen right yeah the con didn't actually happen but the the viewing happened uh which was fun but uh it was sad that the con didn't happen there and uh you know and then i had been waiting for a very long time to go on that vacation and then everything got canceled and i was just like well that sucks so is this I'm a good time saying vacation. <laughs> is this a good time to say don't do uh, hotels.com? Don't do uh, hotels.com or stay yeah. at the West End. If you want to throw a brick through a window, 
I'm not saying you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they just didn't want to refund it. Refund it. it was kind of sad. So they yeah. pointed the finger at each other. So don't go with those guys if you guys are booking. So, yeah. dude, but this has been fun, man. We got uh, exciting of Rye coming back. And, um, yeah, and then uh, and then a Sound of Thunder. And congratulations to Handy. And uh, congratulations on 10 years with the Sound of Thunder. And uh, that's awesome. Thanks, man. It went by in a flash. We've been with Valiant most of it. I mean, it was 2013 when we started talking to him about doing the Shadow Man album. So it's been a good, wow. uh, good relationship and really a dream come true to get to mix up metal and comics in, <laughs> in my life. It's been very cool. Awesome. Absolutely. Man. Gotta love when your when your passions can collide. Yeah, totally. That's it. Cool. Well, what do we got coming out next, guys? What's uh, what's the next Valiant book? Do you guys got an idea? I know it's Exo Manowar number three, I believe. Is it the week of or week after Christmas? Let's take that a look. That Exo number three uh, teaser in the back of this issue, the art for that book looks so good. So good. Even after reading an issue of Juan Jose Roop's art, I see that Exo Manowar art, and I'm just... <laughs> Oh, it's so good. He uh, he can do pretty well. And it does look like it is December 23rd, Exo Man of War number three. Um, we'll be there, uh, I believe that's what, a week from uh, today. Um, so there's that. And Dr. Tomorrow Trades coming out that day as well. And then uh, from there, we're going to have uh, January is um, a day of a week of two books, but it's the very last week of January. Uh, Bloodshot 10's back and Exo number four's uh, coming out. So hmm. two books. There's a bunch of collections coming out earlier in the month. Um, the Bloodshot, the Psylords, Harbinger, Wars 2, Deluxe, uh, Rye Book 2, um, and then the last week of January. Two books in one week, which is – that's going to be like Christmas all over again in January. How are we going to even handle it? You're going to have yeah, a long you- podcast. It's going to be a longer one. Yep. We'll have to be yeah. a little quicker. Um, yeah. Well, thanks everybody for watching, for listening. Thank you so much, Josh, for joining us. Thank you um, for inviting me. This was a blast. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and next time you guys have, uh, yeah, next time you guys have an album coming out or something, we'll have to chat again and, or, if, you know, the right comic book comes out and uh, we all want to talk about it. We definitely can make it happen again. Um, but yeah, I want to say thanks to everybody um, and uh, that's been in the chat and listening. Congratulations to Handy, and we'll see you guys all next time. Cheers, that's guys. Right. That's right, everybody. Make sure you subscribe. Get more of this coming. See you guys later. Bye.